Hey everyone, so if you're one of those listeners who likes slumming with me through these David Silverman episodes, then today's your lucky day. If not, my apologies in advance. So the other night I was catching up on some of my atheist YouTube viewing, and I noticed a Cult of Dusty video that I must have missed earlier in the week. And yes, indeed, it did include a fresh bit of Silverman drama. And what really caught my attention was that this time the allegation of inappropriate touching was coming from someone who made the news years back and who I had completely forgotten about. Do you guys remember the woman who was interviewed by Wolf Blitzer on live TV in the aftermath of some natural disaster? I think it was that Oklahoma tornado back in uh, 2013. And Blitzer asks her or suggests something to the effect that she must be thanking the Lord for being spared or whatever. And she's like, you know, she's trying to be nice, but she's like, "Uh, well, actually, I'm an atheist. (laughs) Awkward. Uh, But I'll play the clip now. And it's funny. I actually found this on CNN's official YouTube channel. So it seems they must at least have a sense of humor about it. Well, you're blessed. Yeah. Brian, your husband is blessed. Brian. Anders is Brian. blessed. Brian, he just Brian. Yeah, Brian, you like Brian, huh? That's your yes. dad. <laughs> well, we're happy you're here. You guys did a great job, yeah. uh, and I guess you got to thank the Lord, right? Yeah. Do you thank the Lord for that split-second decision? I, I, I'm, I'm actually an atheist. Oh, you are. All right, don't thank the Lord. <laughs> but you yeah, made the right but, call. Yeah, yeah. We are here, and for, and and you know, I don't, I don't blame anybody for thanking the Lord. Of course not. So. Hey, all right, Anders, you want to try one more time? Okay. Yeah. All right, good for you. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. We're happy. We're so happy oh, that you're happy. No. Yeah. A oh, nice no. story. I like to pretend the kid saying, oh, no, at the end is in response to Wolf Blitzer making an arse out of himself. Uh, I wonder if he's even religious or if he just assumed that uh, most people are religious and that's why he asked. And uh, I'm actually just Googling Wolf Blitzer. That sounded kind of dirty. I'm Googling Wolf Blitzer here. And uh, wow, it's kind of, it's interesting. I I was just curious what religion he was. I guess he's actually Jewish. Uh, I don't know if he's a practicing Jew or if he just considers himself ethnically Jewish. But says his parents were Jewish refugees from Poland who survived Auschwitz. Uh, but his grandparents, two uncles, and two aunts on his father's side all died there. So it's kind of weird. You would think that someone who, you know, whose family has experienced so much loss would maybe be more mindful about not to just assume what other people might be thinking, you know, regarding God or whatever in the, in the wake of a uh, disaster or whatever. Uh, kind of strange, but uh, amusing at the same time. Um, Wolf Blitzer's uh, fail lives on uh, all these years later. And I believe I actually covered that story on the show back in the day. And wow, I was probably about a year or a little less than a year into uh, the the show at that time. (sighs) Time flies. But anyway, so it turns out this woman, I believe her name is Rebecca Witzman, uh, she became popular in the atheist scene following that... uh, interview fail with Wolf Blitzer. And I guess this past November, she was at a party which Silverman had also been attending. 
and she claims that Silverman inappropriately touched her. Now, in fairness, these allegations are relatively PG compared to uh, other allegations against Silverman, those made by Beth Presswood, etc. I believe she claims that she happened to be bending over, uh, grabbing her shoes or something like that, and Silverman came up and uh, started caressing the small of her back. Uh, so now, and I'll play a clip of Dusty reading DM, supposedly released by this woman's boyfriend or partner, and it's basically a long, tedious back and forth between this man and Silverman. It's so tedious that I almost considered not including it and just giving you guys my brief synopsis instead, but I figured it's probably important to hear what the two have to say about the incident in their own words. So other than the fact that it's a bit boring to listen to, I'll add the additional caveat that um, if you're one of my listeners with more sensitive ears, there is some hardcore profanity in this message thread, including Silverman dropping a C-bomb. So here we go, and when we return, I'll offer my thoughts on the whole thing. This clip went viral, and uh, this woman became kind of a fixture in the atheist community, kind of a popular person that got invited to go to atheist conventions and whatnot. Her name is Rebecca Vitzman. So anyway, apparently she was at a atheist-related party with David Silverman uh, last month or not for recently. And uh, then she went on Facebook, I guess, after a while. She no longer felt that she wanted to keep it to herself. And she posted this. David Silverman creepy touched me at a party on November 2nd. He caressed the small of my back where I have nerve damage. I am currently in PT for while I was bending over to get my shoes. Afterwards, he desperately tried to convince me to never connect it to his name. He connected it to his he connected it to his name when he did it. He also connected his attempt to silence me to his name when he did that. This event completely derailed my developmental trauma recovery. I've instead been dealing with my PTSD all month. Oh, also, when I considered not sharing this during his attempts to control the narrative, he thanked me for not being evil. I made sure to inform David Silverman that evil does not exist, and it's not okay to use that kind of language to silence someone you violated. My therapist said this is predatory behavior and that grooming behaviors start with these types of auto uh, autonomy violations. She also said I do not even remotely owe him silence. The number of screenshots I have on the matter has astonished my friends. The end, the silence is over. So then I guess her husband or uh, her, her partner released some screenshots of private messages they had with David Silverman. And uh, they went like this. I'm going to need the computers back. If you need a month, that's fine. And David's like, Jesus, fuck, Nathan. I'm a good man. She did not need to do that. Creepy toucher my ass. And then he's like, you're handling the situation very poorly. Putting your hands on women is just something you can't be doing. I know, right? What the fuck, dude? You got to know better than this by now. Like, put your fucking hands in your pockets at all times. It just don't make any fucking sense. Like, if you'd never, ever been accused of anything, then I can maybe see making a mistake like this. But you, you know better, right? Or you would think you would know better, but he doesn't know better, clearly. Just weird, weird dude. Um, 
And what's worse is the way you're trying to silence others by attempting to manipulate. You are responsible for your behavior. And how would you like me to handle things? Apologize like I did a few times? Expose my name for even more ridicule by giving her my name on a podcast? I am handling this correctly. She's just like Beth and Rose, helping to ruin a good man for a power play while you sit by. Shame on the both of you. I'll prepare your computers for you. I can't believe she did this. Zero tolerance for mistakes before nuking friends. Shitty fucking friends, Nathan. She nuked me by name for touching her back after I apologized. Shitty, shitty. She's not ruining anything. You are doing this yourself. Telling people to stay silent or you'll consider them evil is not what good people do. You don't understand how accountability works. It's okay to make mistakes, but saying sorry isn't about saving your face. It's about making things right and embracing a growth, a growth mindset. Fuck that. I'm allowed to heal. I'm allowed to keep my private mistakes private. I'm allowed to go through my process and my speed and come forward when I'm fucking ready. I'm allowed to fucking heal. I'm allowed to make tiny mistakes and not have them broadcast to those who would, now will, twist them into something worse. She had no right to make decisions about my brain without me. Judge me for wanting to be private or expose me in the way she did, complete with accusations and creepy. There was zero creepy in what happened, and she and you both fucking know it. I was not at all inappropriate or creepy. Fuck her. I have the wrong mindset, so you say. So let's nuke Dave. Let's judge without talking. Block and then nuke. Just like Rose and Beth. I hope she enjoys her fake victim. Oh, poor babies. Poor victim Rebecca. Evil Dave touched her back. I bet you know when you can get your stuff. I, can, I can't believe you two turned out to be shitty. And he, the husband says, Your mistakes aren't just about you. You don't live in a vacuum. It's not about nuking you. You were given many chances. You don't get to touch people and then decide to keep that private. That's not how that works. Frankly, that's predatory grooming behavior. Yikes on calling me shitty, but I understand you're going through a lot, so I won't take it personally. She doesn't get to take innocent shit and turn it creepy just so she can cash in on pity at my expense like she's doing now. Shitty fucking asshole liar. I have the screenshots too. Shitty fucking asshole liar. That's your fucking wife. Your conversations with Rebecca after the incident is really cringy at best. You're not taking responsibility for the actions and instead trying to control the conversation. She's actually not my wife. I guess they're not married. I'm begging her not to do exactly this to me. She said S.E. wasn't evil and wouldn't do exactly this. I guess she, I don't know. Then she did. Shitty fucking person. I will get you your shit after I get new clean stuff and we are all done. You begging her to not tell the truth is the problem, more so than touching someone on the neck at a party. I hope she enjoys her pity. Fuck you. I'm allowed to have a private life and not have little mistakes twisted by my enemies into something big. This is her being a cunt and me being her victim. She's terrible. I feel pity for you because this is coming for you when, when and if you break up. Microsoft will hear from her if you ever leave her. What a piece of shit. And then everyone will see how bad E. Poo Nathan is. And what a poor victim she is of yours. Poor, poor victim Rebecca. How dare I want to keep private tiny mistakes private when Rebecca can use them for her pity party. Poor, poor Rebecca. You really don't get it. I wanted friends. Friends don't silence friends. Nor do they judge and nuke each other. And I silence nobody. 
I said, don't talk about me, and that's very much my right. They help me and hold each other. They help and hold each other accountable. You didn't see the numerous times she was reaching out to help you. You want to live in a bubble where you can do things to others and then control what happens. Anyway, drama. Don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Drama, drama, drama. But uh, David Silverman just don't react right, man. Not, not the way you react, in my opinion. Doesn't make you look better. You know, just... Own up to that shit. Or don't do it to begin with, man. Like, what the fuck? Don't be touching people. Even if you're like your friends. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. You should know fucking better by now. Right? Okay, I'm back. Did you forget you're listening to The Weekend Doubt? Uh, Dusty had some pretty good commentary on this whole thing. So if you want to hear that, you know, in its uh, entirety, you can check out Cult of Dusty, the audio podcast, or check out Dusty's YouTube channel. And, uh, yeah, so kind of a strange exchange, and I, I don't know what the, uh, the cryptic stuff about computers and Microsoft was all about. I believe Dusty said that Silverman, actually, I don't think he's lost his position yet, but I think he's been at least temporarily suspended uh, by the atheist organization he's currently working for. Uh, the one, you know, he, he finally got a job as an atheist uh, advocate or, or activist again after losing his position with American Atheists. And I guess he's already uh, suspended. Uh, so I don't know if maybe these two people, I don't want to speculate. I, I don't know if maybe they had uh, something to do with that organization. And maybe that explains the, maybe the, they were talking about work computers or something. I don't know. That is pure speculation on my part. But to get back to what started it all. So uh, Silverman, you know, touching the small of someone's back at a party. And the small of the back is kind of a strange area, kind of an erogenous zone, kind of not. Maybe somewhat similar to the shoulders in that sense. Putting your hands on someone's shoulders can be an innocent gesture of acceptance or solidarity, especially if you and the person already have an established rapport. But linger too long, start working your fingers, and suddenly it's a creepy massage. And, and in fairness, I think uh, I, I have seen people touch the small of someone's back in a seemingly innocent manner, maybe while trying to carefully navigate around someone or while checking if someone's all set or something like that. Uh, but the, the back, especially the lower back, can be seen as an erogenous zone. Uh, you know, a, a lover running their fingers up and down their partner's back or something like that. And I actually have a personal story that kind of relates to this. This happened a long time ago. I can remember many years ago um, in a galaxy not so far away. Uh, got the Mandalorian baby Yoda on my brain. But anyway, reeled in, reeled in. <laughs> many years ago, I went to a party at a friend's house with a steady girlfriend I had at the time. And she was... Uh, she, you know, she wasn't uptight or anything. She was really, uh, you know, kind of a, a fun-loving person and all that. And I remember there was one part in the night where he wanted to show us something upstairs. And I think I was kind of leading the way. My girlfriend was kind of behind me. And um, the, the my friend who was throwing the party was kind of coming up behind us. And I guess he kind of lightly touched the small of my girlfriend's back almost like he was helping to guide her up the stairs and like I said she's she was a really kind of you know laid back kind of fun loving person 
But I remember she she didn't say anything to him, but she talked to me about it after the fact. She didn't appreciate that. There was something that creeped her out about, you know, someone she didn't really know touching her there. So maybe it's kind of a uh, a heads up to guys. <laughs> be, be careful. You might not want to touch that, you know, <laughs> go up touching the small of someone's back if you don't know them. So a person might touch someone on the small of the back. Is small of the back the drinking game phrase of the week? <laughs> you know, um, and maybe they're not even trying to make a move on them. Maybe they are, you know. But you can see how it could be easily misconstrued as such. I guess a basic rule of thumb would be uh, to err on the side of caution and keep your hands to yourself. So in these DMs, Silverman seems to be asserting that it was something innocent that got mischaracterized or blown out of proportion. And like I said earlier, compared to some of the other allegations against him, this one is relatively mild or tame. But, you know, why even touch someone you don't know like that uh, or you don't know well like that, especially when you're already surrounded by allegations and struggling to get your reputation back? And I wasn't there, so I don't know if it was something relatively innocent, a quick touch while moving around someone to try to keep your balance or, or something, or if it was, you know, a creepy, lingering caress meant to express sexual interest. And obviously, it should go without saying that no matter what your intent is, people often don't like being touched by people they don't know very well, or maybe even being touched the wrong way, you know, suddenly by someone they, they do know. So it's best to just be respectful and once again, you know, keep your hands to yourself. Of course, there are times where it's all right to touch someone, throwing your arm around a good friend's shoulder or hugging them, you know, hello or goodbye. And of course, there's times when, you know, it's all right to touch someone sexually or intimately. Obviously, I shouldn't have to be, you know, going over all this. Um, you know, if, if it wasn't, none of us would be here. You know, we all got here through sexual reproduction. Uh, but you have to learn, unless you're a test tube baby, but you have to learn to read the signs and, you know, how to respectfully navigate the world of human interaction. Just walking up and caressing the small of someone's back, take a drink that you don't really know while they're in the middle of doing something, you know, it's kind of weird, man. You know, if that's the way it went down. I should say in fairness to Silverman, I don't know if it's been established how well they did or didn't know each other, but judging by her reaction, she obviously didn't appreciate it. I would imagine either because she may not have known him very well or because she felt the touch was sexual or lingering in nature. I was going to say in fairness to Silverman that maybe, maybe there's a chance he was being unfairly, you know, targeted ag again or whatever, depending on what your view of the last allegations are. But both he and the woman and her partner all seem to agree that he did touch her. And apparently he tried to get her to keep quiet about it. Uh, but I don't know, man. Silverman, you know, what the hell's going on?